This is the Darkest Page Podcast. Chapter 5 Maria peeked inside the room. Jack just stood still, leaning up against the doorframe. She turned the light off and closed the door. This is how you found him? Jack just nodded, staring off into the distance. We should get everyone together. Why? We need to let everyone know. What about the police? Maria shook her head. The phones are down and we won't be able to get a mobile signal out. We'll have to wait until the storm has passed. Sarah and Mia ran up the stairs, arms filled with goodies raided from the kitchen. Mia chowing down already into some biscuits. Sarah handed off some of the treats to Jack. What is it? It's Dad. He's... Jack looked at Mia and froze. You three head back to the lounge. I'll get Nancy... Isabel and Mr. Redmond. We'll meet you there in a few minutes. Maria and Jack's eyes met as she gripped his arm, and for the first time since meeting her, he saw compassion. Only fleeting, but it was there as she vanished down the corridor. Jack put his arm around his daughter. Come on. Sarah followed behind, watching Maria at her mother's door up until the last moment. Jack sat opposite the fireplace in the lounge. The flames licked high up into the chimney. He was amazed at the ferocity of them, that he could never hope to have created, judging by his last attempt. He stroked the edges of the arms of the chair with his fingers. Sarah and Mia sat behind him. He heard them munching, and Mia turning the pages of her book. He wanted to break the silence that had built up between them, but he didn't know what to say. He could almost feel the same thoughts racing through Mia and Sarah's mind. Mia turned the pages too quickly to be reading, and too frequently for them to be pictures, and Sarah ate too slow to be contemplating much about what she was doing. The fire cracked, the rain battered the window, and the wind rattled anything loose outside. Maria opened the door, Nancy followed behind her and barged past heading for the chair nearest the fire, drew a cigarette and lit it in the flames, stood leaning against the mantelpiece. Jack assumed that Maria had told Nancy what had happened, but Nancy just stood there staring into the fire, sucking on her cigarette. Someone clattered down the stairs. Well, I wonder who killed him, came the shouted slurs of Sarah's mother, Isabel. Jack gripped his forehead, trying to ignore her as she barged through the door and headed straight for Nancy by the fire. What happened? Didn't want to share, Nancy. Nancy looked at Isabel. Sarah jumped up. Mother. Isabel threw her hands upwards towards Sarah. Well, Nancy, what did you do to him? Maria sat by the bookcases. That's enough. We don't know what happened. Isabel stepped closer, only a few inches from Nancy's face. Never did like sharing with him, did you? Nancy stared at her sister and said nothing. Her face didn't change. She just slid the cigarette back into her mouth. The tip lit up and she blew smoke into Isabel's face. 
Alistair walked into the room and headed straight for the window and looked out over the raging storm. This won't do. This may have been all too much for poor Austin. Jack, he turned and faced him. I am sorry. Jack looked at him and said nothing. Alistair stepped back into the centre of the room. We are just going to have to wait for the morning before we can deal with this appropriately. We can't call out and there is no way we can get to the village in this storm. It's far too dangerous. Maria nodded. Then we wait until the morning. We should find out what happened to him, Jack said. Jack? asked Maria. Was it an accident or has it all been too much? Alistair gripped the back of Jack's chair, most likely to support himself rather than anything else. We shouldn't disturb the body. The police will need to investigate the scene. If it's an accident or natural causes, then it won't matter. I just need to I just need to see him. Maria's slow nod revealed that she at least understood what Jack was meaning, but she said nothing. It can't do any harm to check, particularly if it was caused by something that might make it dangerous for us, said Sarah, standing. Isabel glared at Nancy, looking for any sign, anything that would give her guilt away. I'm afraid, Jack stood up and interrupted Alistair. This is part of my house. More so than anyone else as far as I'm concerned now since my father. If I wish to see him, I will. Alistair stared at Jack, trying to fathom how likely he was to stop him. Although Jack knew there was no chance. He passed Alistair. Sarah, stay with Mia. Dad, no, stay with Sarah. Isabel watched Nancy as she sat down, perching on the edge of the seat. I will stay here and keep an eye on you. Sarah glanced at her mother again, wishing she could silence her with just a look, but for the first time in many years happy that she was not in Jack's position now. Mother, keep it to yourself. Isabel staggered to her feet, walked past Alistair who seemed to be just enjoying the floor show towards the drinks cabinet. And you would know about that too, wouldn't you, dear daughter? Sarah went red. You're drunk. I have to be for a life with all of you in it. Sarah pushed her anger deep inside her and looked at Mia, who tried to focus on her book, ignoring everything around her. Alistair scouted around the edge of Jack's chair and sat in his former place. Whatever has happened between you all, I think it's all best forgotten now. Isabel laughed. I think you know exactly what's happened between us all, maybe more than we do. Nancy looked away toward the fire, throwing the end of a cigarette into the flames. Maria stood up. I'm going to make sure Jack is doing okay. Sarah wanted to object to Maria leaving, mostly out of her own sense of self-preservation, but as she turned to stop her, she said nothing and just watched her disappear out the door, leaving the fragments of the family to listen to the storm and feel the heat from the fireplace. Jack sat on the edge of the bed in the pale light, staring at his father, awkwardly perched on his chair by the window, looking out at the rain, battering the glass, and running down in dozens of crooked streaks. The wind had started blowing them sideways in unpredictable gusts, 
She rolled the letter from his grandfather over and over in his hands. Each time he reached to break the seal, he would stop and continue rotating it. He knew he should leave, go downstairs, get in the air and go out and try to reach the village. But there was more here than he wanted to leave behind. He looked down at the letter again, and this time nothing stopped him from breaking the seal, pulling out the velvet paper, unfolding it, and casting his eye over the handwritten inked script. Dear Jack, it has been so long since I have seen you. You were just a wee nipper the last time we saw each other, and for that, I have no excuse and all the apologies that I can muster. I should have been there for you like a real grandfather. I know that I am not long for this world, and I have too many regrets to list in any letter, but not being part of your life is one of them. I wish that I could have known you. I wish that I could have been part of who you are. This place that I've spent so long and so much time rebuilding is more than a house. This is a place of great importance to our family. We hail from here. This is our ancestral home. I know you won't understand that. Perhaps Alistair will be able to explain once he has been through the research. The man who built this house, Abner, his wife and son did not perish in the fire. They fled and hid. Abner's wife was pregnant and gave birth not long after. A daughter who survived and her descendants married into the Redmonds. My wife was who married into the Redmonds. She never saw her ancient home completed. She was not happy to be here in the ruin. She feared the past too much. So you see, this place is in your blood, Jack. You belong here. I hope that this makes up even just a little for not being there. Have a good life, and don't have regrets at the end. Always your loving grandfather, Sebastian. It would have been too much for him to take it in all at once, but he didn't care right now about history, however interesting. He folded the letter and looked back at his father's body in the chair, his dead eyes glaring at him and not at the window as they were. Jack jumped from the bed with a whelp and looked around the room for anyone hiding in the shadows. But he was alone. He took one step towards the body of his father. Dad? Nothing came back. He had expected nothing and settled his breathing as best he could. A dog howled outside over the wind. The door creaked open and Maria peeked her head around. Jack? He nodded to her. I'm okay. I know this has been a shock. Maybe you should try and get some sleep. Me and Sarah can look after Mia. Jack shook his head. No, I should be with her. He sat back on the bed, looked at his father, whose death stare once again looked out of the window to the storm outside. Maria sat next to him. Jack, don't push yourself too much. Come on, I'll take you to your room. Austin's hand flopped from his lap as they stood. A stone fell to the floor, hitting it hard as if it were made from the densest lead. Jack reached for it, sensing Maria's dissatisfaction at his disregard for her. He picked it up, 
It felt smooth and dark and had strange shapes painted around it. He turned it over in his hand and looked up at the corpse of his father and saw the dark stains in the pale light under Austin's jacket. He reached out and opened it. Don't! Jack stopped and looked at Maria. Don't what? The police will need to examine him. We shouldn't move anything. Jack ignored her and opened his coat. His other hand flopped to the side, and under the jacket his shirt was stained with dark red. A small dagger protruding from under it pushed down flush with his abdomen. Jack jumped back. Shit! Maria jumped back. Jack! He stormed past her, out into the corridor. He was murdered. She followed him to the lounge where everyone still lingered. Which one of you did it? Maria reached out to him. Jack, think of Mia. He looked at his daughter as she sat upright, staring at him. He was thinking of her. He could not leave her anywhere near a potential murderer. Dad was murdered. Stabbed. Which one of you did it? Alistair looked at Maria. Stabbed? Yeah, stabbed. And he had this in his hand. Any idea what it is? Jack passed the strange rock to Alistair who turned it around and around before looking up at Jack. Why, I haven't the faintest idea. But you can't really believe. He didn't kill himself and daggers don't just stab people by themselves. One of you did it. Jack moved towards Mia. I'm taking my daughter and leaving. I am going to get to the village. Maria shook her head, blocking the doorway. He was murdered. Then how do we know it wasn't you, Jack? He looked at her. What? It's no secret you hated your father. Please. Isabel slurred her words. Jack doesn't have the balls to kill anything or anyone. A dog howled again in the distance in time with the storm calming. Jack looked out the window expecting to see some great wolf staring back. Alistair shook his head. I cannot let you go. If there is a chance you murdered my brother. Jack held onto Mia's shoulder. He felt her shaking under his tightening grip. Then what? We stay here. Keep an eye on each other until morning. Nancy stood up. I am going to bed. The rooms have locks, let's just all go to our rooms. I'm afraid that the murderer will make an escape. If the journey to the village is so dangerous, then they will get their comeuppance, smiled Jack. Isabel took another drink. Besides, you can't lock us up in this room. Nancy took no more time deciding and marched out of the lounge. Maria, lock the doors, said Alistair. And who gets to keep the key? Asked Jack. There is only one key. Post it through the letterbox after you lock it. The housekeeper's going to open it up in the morning. Jack nodded and looked at his daughter. Come on, we'll stay together. He took the stone and put it back in his pocket. Sarah followed Jack out into the grand hallway. Jack. Jack and Mia stopped and looked at her. Yeah. She brushed hair from her face. Can I stay with you two? Jack wanted to say no. He examined her, every fleck of her eyebrows and nuance of her face. Mia gripped his arm. Please, Dad, I don't think she killed Grandpa. He took one look at his daughter, who was nearly in tears. He could not refuse her. She needed someone else with her that she felt safe with. And that was Sarah. Are you sure? 
please. Jack agreed. Thank you for listening to the Darkest Page podcast. This has been The Redman Estate. This episode was made possible with the support of the librarians of the Darkest Page, Alex Smith and Tonks. To see how you can support the Darkest Page podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash the darkest page. I have been your host, and I wish you pleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.